0: You're listening to Cut the Net, a weekly talk show that revolves around the world of basketball, whether it's NBA, college, high school, or your local rec league. Cut the Net is hosted by a current basketball skills trainer and a six foot seven guy who had a mediocre mural career. We are bringing fresh opinions to hot topics that will leave you laughing, motivated, and wanting more. So for whatever reason you're here, stay tuned because it starts right now. And here we go, another episode of Cut the Net. Okay, so I come to you guys with a heavy heart. Um, So for those of you who listened last week, we talked about the weird shenanigans that go on in Kawhi Leonard's life. And there has been an update in the story, which first of all, how rude am I, Uh, there's as always, my co host, Bryce Kruger, <laughs> I is was with me. To say, we're
1: just jumping into it. But
0: more importantly, well, all, all I ever say is, Bryce, what's up? Tell the people what's up. Bryce, how are you? Whatever. And you're like, good. Yeah. All right. Ready. <laughs> and then true. you, you know, make fun of me for whatever I did that was dumb. Um, but today's special. We have a special guest with us today, and that is none other than baseball superstar, Connor Seckler. What's up, Connor?
2: What's up, what's up? Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So, Connor actually flew out just for... No, just kidding. Uh, He's a busy guy. He's um, involved in a tournament right now, which we'll talk more about in a little bit. But he's back for a short period of time. So, here he is. He graced us with his presence. Um, So, before we get into that, let's go back to Kawhi. So, I got a text this week... um, From Josh Elliott, I'm going to name drop, um, who co-founded Division Six Bound with me. And he told me that the girl that we were talking about was, and Bryce, you can chime in at any time. uh, Bryce is just cowering behind his computer at the moment because he doesn't want to talk about it. We, oh, wait. He we got to share this bike, so it's like, I don't want to like, get <laughs> up here with I, you. I know. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. The arrangements are a little different, but we're going to party on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so he said that the girl on the video was his daughter. Now, for those of you who did not listen or you know didn't see the video and didn't really know what we were talking about last week, he was on the red carpet or the orange carpet, as they call it, at the Kids' Choice Awards, and... Instead of doing research like I probably should have done, uh, even though Bryce is the one that called her a make-a-wish hey, kid. I
1: said, what if she <laughs> is.
0: I, I don't know if they can hear me or not. For,
1: I remember saying, what if she is a make-a-wish We had no yeah. idea. Yeah. But tell them
0: what... And you mean. also said that we don't know the circumstances. Right. Uh, so, I mean... That's true. We didn't, but we still called him out. Yeah, it was his daughter. Um, And I just watched the three or four-minute video and not the 30-second clip, and he had taken, like, two pictures before then, and people were screaming at him going, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi, look here, look there, stand here, stand there. Oh, what a different story that video told. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Even though, Kawhi, you may not be listening to this, I don't know why you wouldn't be, because this is, you know, gold material. I am sorry. <laughs> that was that was uncalled for. <laughs>
1: we'll go ahead and make our public statement, <laughs> issuing an apology to Kawhi Leonard.
0: Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> so, I wanted to address that first and foremost. Uh, so, with that out of the way, cat's out of the bag, we're moving on. Sorry, Kawhi. So... As I mentioned earlier, we have a special guest. Connor, you went to high school in our hometown, Bolivar, and you played basketball, football, and baseball, correct? Right. Am I missing anything? You are not. Okay.
2: I was on the culinary team. Just throwing that out. That definitely counts.
0: Wow. So you're cooking in the kitchen? A little bit. A little bit. Wow, okay. What was the coolest thing you ever made?
2: Uh, probably lamb chops.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Skin, skin and all.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, <laughs> moving on from the culinary team, uh, Connor's biggest accomplishment, no, uh, he is now playing for the MSU Bears, um, and, you know, he's moving on to bigger and better things, and like I said, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, I have a question for you before we start off with anything else. So you played multiple sports, were good, you're a great athlete. When did you decide or when was it apparent to you that baseball was it? Baseball is what you're going to do and, you know, that's what you're best at. That's where you're going to go.
2: Right. Uh, for me growing up, I it was always baseball. And like middle school came around, so I like all my friends were going out for football, so I, I I'll go out for football too and then all my friends went out for basketball and then I was, I was like, yeah, I'll go out for basketball too. <laughs> and you know, I just fell in love with, uh, competing with all my friends and playing for our ball or we're all from. It, it was a lot of fun, but, mm-hmm. um, to answer your question, I think it, baseball is where I felt most comfortable at. And I mean, I, I practiced it all, all the time when I was mm-hmm. little and stuff. So, um, very early. Very, very early to answer your question.
0: So basically, you just liked playing. You like competing. You like playing with your friends and all that. So that's why you did the other sports. But I mean, you're you're you were focused on baseball from the beginning.
2: Right. Um, like I said, I played basketball in seventh, to eighth grade, then took it off till my senior year. Mm-hmm. And that was strictly for baseball. Sure. And uh, to kind of get college out of the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, then once I did that my senior year, I Decided to go have fun again and play right. basketball.
0: So you said get college out of the way. Explain that. What do you What do you mean?
2: Uh, just the whole recruitment process. So um,
0: you, were you committed your junior before your senior year?
2: Right. Okay. I committed the uh, winter of my junior year. Nice. And I mean that that whole process started pretty early, like sophomore year. So that nice. I, was, I was glad I took some time off in the winter because winter is a big time for baseball recruitment. For sure. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago about how our journey in high school and collegiate sports varied and how, we kind of wish that we played other sports right. and all I that. I listen to that one. Okay, yeah. wow, well, thank you. Um, what a actually listen to that. Did you hear that? He doesn't listen to all of them, Bryce. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> I actually I, gave you the, told you that he had listened to every single true, one of That's yeah. true. Okay, wow.
0: Tried to blast him and immediately got put in my place. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't even know where I was going with that. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, do you have any regrets on what you did, the route you took, or, you know, do you think that it was kind of risky like hey i'm just gonna have fun my senior year and play an extra sport and maybe get hurt again or is it were you are you perfectly fine with what happened
2: um i'm pretty perfectly fine with how everything played out uh you brought in the injury risk and i mean that that could have happened sophomore year football that could have happened junior year football i i i was just having fun playing and um, so now that that really never crossed my mind. And nice. So I, I was pretty happy. Yeah. Nice.
0: So for those of you that don't know, Connor and Bryce are actually cousins. So we got, I'm sure, plenty of family rivalry in, in the past. A lot of a lot of sports, a lot of board games, card games, whatever.
1: We're we're mostly on teams when yeah. we do everything. Uh, so uh, if we're doing any kind of like pair. Uh, Competition—we always like rig it where we're on teams, and it's known. So now it's like we even have to rig it. there. It's like, "All right, Connor and Bryce are on teams."
0: Is it, so that's—is it even fair at that point?
1: Uh, it depends. If we're playing like cards, yeah. Um, if we're playing like cornhole, no. <laughs> 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 we're gonna win pretty. Or spike ball, we'll win pretty easy. Oh, but tips in
2: the pool, yeah. <laughs> undefeated. Oh, yeah, still
1: wow. undefeated. Um, I will. I can say that most people, you know, cousins can mean distant or close, and we're we're a really close family. Uh, all of us. So when he decided to commit to, we knew he was going to play college baseball somewhere, um, from the time that he entered high school, really. Um, so whenever he decided to commit to Missouri state, we were, we were pretty excited because I mean, it's, it's the, it's the nicest baseball school that's local, you know, in this area. So we were, we were glad, you know, I knew that he looked at some other schools down in different states and stuff like that, um down south in a little bit and so we were pretty pumped whenever uh the final decision was Missouri State that way we could still watch and and we're now we're I mean minus this summer we we spend all the summer together um but he's got the the baseball league
0: going on in Cape Cod right now um so so let's talk about that I was going to bring that up later but good transition what are you currently playing in what is this Cape Cod tournament tell us about it
2: Um, it's a summer collegiate league in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and, um, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it's... (laughs) Please do.
0: This is totally, you know, toot all you want.
2: It's the cream of the crop for summer league college baseball.
0: I did some research on some of the
1: stuff coming in because... I know how people are talking about their own, you know, you don't want to just talk, sure. boast the whole thing. Sure. Um, and one of the things that, that we came across and we discussed this a little bit before we started recording this evening, um, this a stat that came out of the, the Cape Cod Baseball League is 26 out of the final 30 players that are on the final team roster at the end of the summer um, per team have got drafted in the last 10 years on average. Um, so that kind of... That can kind of explain the uh, magnitude of the league, the the prestige um, of it. It's not, it's not your typical, you know, Cooper's baseball fields and <laughs> Springfield going out and playing. You know, like right. a pro am league right. with a bunch of college guys. Um, sure. I know that a couple of players that have been on. He's playing for the Harwich Mariners. So there is a bunch of different teams out there. Um, a couple players that are in the league now that, you know, bigger name guys that played for the Harwich Mariners, guys like uh, Josh Donaldson, who I, the Cardinals almost pulled into the, this year, which we were all rooting for, and A.J. Happ are two of are two of the bigger name guys that, you know, I don't follow. What I follow, but I don't know a ton about it. So there was more that I don't know as well, but th- those are the two bigger name guys that played on that team. So, so. you
0: mentioned things like you know, numbers, so many out of the – 30 per team you know that make it to the end so what does that mean so let's just go through the tournament boast all you want and you're not really boasting because I'm asking you because I really have no idea what's going on here so you know who can get in this tournament uh how long is it you know what how does it end um you know what are what do win and losses wins and losses count for you know what's the end game
2: right um well, it started June 3rd, um, and it's like a regular league, so we play pretty much every single, every single night, um, like regular standings, there's five teams per division, uh, east and west, and it's kind of like a big league season, like uh, the point spread for uh, standings and stuff is run like, run like the big leagues, like games back, half a game back. Um, so you're fighting to be in the top four for playoffs and per
1: per conference,
2: right? Right, right. Okay. So the top four. So eight out of
1: the ten teams in the league are making the playoffs. Exactly.
2: Last okay. two in each division don't go. Or last place in each division don't go. Um, so I mean, we're we're in the playoff hunt right now, and we're currently fourth. Um, and so we're playing for playoffs, and and then just like. Any other league, try to try to make it as far into the playoffs as you can and then try to go win a championship.
0: So that stat was 26 of the 30 that win the tournament? Is that right?
1: No, the stat, if I understand correctly, is 26 of the 30 players that are on any of the final team roster oh. on average in the last 10 years have been drafted. Oh. So whatever 26 times, what, 10, which yeah. is just easy math, okay, so um, is, and then... So that amount of players is getting drafted out of the whatever the three hundred ish yeah three hundred ish on average players per league. So it's it's pretty much saying that if you get invited out to this, you league... you got to be dang good. Yeah, you got to be good, and the future's bright. Okay, it is that's awesome. That's the hope, right? I mean, <laughs> you can't just sit here and say, okay, I got invited to the league, I'm I'm good, right? You know, but I mean, there is a sense of pride when you get invited to something
0: that's like that. That's a big that. accomplishment, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you know anybody else, personally, who was invited to this?
2: Um, we've had former Missouri State players play out there, but I did not know a single soul going out there uh, this <laughs> Have summer. Have all
0: <laughs> the former Missouri State players been drafted that played out there? Yeah. Every, uh, wow. Yeah. that That's awesome. Yeah. How, does, how does that make you feel? Like, are you nervous? <laughs> are you like, wow, I got some big shoes to fill? Or are you just like... Are you ready to roll? Like, let's do this.
2: Uh, Not really nervous. I mean, if it happens, it's going to happen. So um, there's, I mean, obviously I can go and perform as well as I can and help things fall into place. But like I said, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And there's nothing I can do to control that.
1: Regardless, if you're going to get drafted or not in any sport, I mean, when you go out and play in something like that, you're just going to play the best you can, no matter what, you know, give it your all. So I think that probably helps take lots of the nerves out right, of it. Yeah. As if, okay, I, this could be a intramural league or something, but you're not going to go out there and just suck. You're going to try
0: to be the best one out there each time, so that can help. But so let's talk about nerves for a second. I mean, are you going to be a junior this it will coming? Be junior. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. You got thrown in pretty quick, right? Like, you played quite a few games yeah. last year.
2: Yeah, and my freshman year, and I are thrown yeah. into the mix very right.
0: quickly. Right, so how was that? How are the nerves there right off the bat? Was, And also, what's the environment like at a MSU game compared to this Cape Cod tournament?
2: Right. Um, first, the nerves, uh, especially my freshman outings, the first couple I I couldn't feel my legs. <laughs> it's just so much different. The game's faster. Um, I mean, everything really matters out there. Where the coaches are playing for wins and losses. It's it's their record. It's their program they're trying to build. So, uh, and especially being a freshman, I I wanted to succeed. I wanted to do well, obviously, yeah. and. Um, so I, those have calmed down. With every outing, they calm down. You get your feet wet a little bit more every single time. So it, it definitely helps a lot getting more experience earlier in my career. Did they
1: go away after the first pitch? Like in basketball, if I was nervous, if I just could get a shot up, then I'm good for the rest yeah, of the yeah. game.
2: Um, no, honestly. <laughs> what about like the those? first
1: batter? or
2: uh, First batter, I got him out, so that really helped. But nice. you still get to those... Three, two counts. Yeah, I mean,
1: obviously, there's situations yeah. in a game, yeah. even in you know, in high school basketball, you're still you'll you're fine. But you know, those those initial pregame nerves, for me, it was always like, okay, if I just get the a shot up when I get, the, or even just get my hands on the basketball, you know, get a stop, get a rebound, do yeah. something that breaks it. So I didn't know. I mean, in baseball, you can't just go out and do a bunch of different things. Just you got to throw up the first pitch. Exactly. So I didn't know if that yeah. first pitch kind of was like the the icebreaker for the rest of the game or because I don't I quit playing in fifth grade yeah so
0: I don't know anything <laughs> and, and Evan was never much of a baseball I, did, I didn't make it off the Y field <laughs> so yeah it I, my career is is very but short. we
1: had we had Braden on here and for he sure. kind of <laughs> talked about some of that a little bit but mm-hmm. um he decided to stop playing after high school whereas uh, this is a next step mm-hmm. Um a big <laughs> next step and then one thing that I was going to kind of tell you and the listeners that that you guys don't know, is at Missouri State, Connor has been their closer every year he's been in college. And then at Cape Cod, he's a starting pitcher. Oh, wow. So it's – and I'm sure, you know, like I said, I didn't do it, but I'm smart enough to know there's probably major differences in how you attack each game. You know, as a closer, I'm sure you can kind of come in there and and just give it your all for, what, two innings max sometimes. Um, Whereas a starting pitcher, you got
0: to try to last – as long as your coach wants you to go talk yeah. about that so what what's been the hardest challenge for you switching over from a closer to a starter and do you like one more is there more pressure involved in closing how does right. how do you feel about that
2: um i would start by saying i probably like starting better Great. um the pressure with closing i love it i i really do um but I I would like to start. It's I think it's better to be on a schedule, a week schedule for uh, longevity. It's yeah. better for us
1: as fans. Yeah. You know, yeah. I go yeah. to games last year and sit through it, and then he never get in, and I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> just, yeah. And then, but as a starter, <laughs> I know NBA when he's weather. gonna pitch. Yeah, I know when he's gonna pitch, and I yeah. can show up, and uh, maybe we can send this recording into his uh, coaches at <laughs> Missouri State. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so go ahead.
2: <laughs> um, some differences between them. When I come in and close, I I get a usually a clean slate. I like clean like I'll start the top of the ninth or bottom of the ninth, when it, whichever Homer what. and knowing the score that allows me to pitch differently. Like sometimes it's their three hole. I'm gonna give him a, a three two slider so he doesn't hit one out of the park on me. This thing up and mm-hmm. a walk is a walk at that point, and get a ground ball and like it's it's a lot of strategy there for sure. Um, with starting, I'm just, I really am just trying to get ahead in counts and conserve my pitch count so I can, like Bryce said, last longer mm-hmm. to where the coach wants me to go.
0: So, I'm sure endurance is a serious factor with right. starting compared to to closing. Yeah,
2: yeah, and like I said, uh starting you get a gonna be on a week-long schedule like you know when your lifts are you know when your riding is you know when your long cost days are so that's that really helps place and play into the endurance part of wow. pitching yeah. yeah
0: so and but you said that you would rather start you like starting better but the feeling of closing I mean you just you love that too though You're right yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. um I, I like pressure. Yeah. I like succeeding in pressure. Yeah. And you get that a lot, closing. But, I mean, mm-hmm. starting, you, you'll also get bases loaded, and you got to make this pitch. Mm-hmm. Or it's a ball game.
1: In starting, you're playing one every, like, five games. Right. Right, whereas closing, you could be involved in, ev- not every game, obviously, through that, an entire yeah. season, but you're going to be involved in in more games.
2: That's how it was my freshman year. I think I appeared in... 34 games out of the 50 something, and then my sophomore year I was like 32. Which is a like that, which, as a starter, you're not getting near yeah, that many. I you're mean, right. you're which I also like that
1: part. Yeah, you're getting like, a fifth of yeah, it. Yeah. But as a starter, you have a chance to almost, and I'm not trying to knock any certain position in baseball, but almost go out there and try to win a game by yourself, right? right I mean, if you if you don't let them score. You know, the, the worst you're going to do is tie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And there's no ties, so someone's going to score eventually. Whereas a closer, you could come in and and be put in a situation that a teammate may have struggled later in the game as a starting pitcher, a reliever, a middle reliever, and you kind of have to clean up the mess, which I'm sure is fun to be a closer because if you can clean up the mess and you feel better about it, and I'm sure the pitcher that left the mess probably is... More friendly to you after you do so. He'll,
2: he'll give you a nice life, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> but um, I think that as a fan watching, like I said, we Evan and I never never experienced you know any we I played in fifth grade, but it's, like I said, you're not experiencing any of this. I enjoy watching you know like a dominant pitching performance more than I would sit and watch like a a score that's seven to eight in an MLB game right. because that starting pitcher, it's almost like you could take. You know certain players off the field, and they could just roll through a game. You know them and the catcher, and it, it's almost fun, more fun to watch than a hit after hit after hit. Right, um, that's
0: that's definitely for someone who enjoys the game, knows the game. Uh, if you guys haven't already been able to tell, my knowledge of baseball is slim to none, uh, and I don't watch a lot. Don't keep up with the MLB. Much at all until the playoffs. I'll start to you know maybe watch a few innings, but still, still nothing. So I'm I'm about the the high scoring games, but I absolutely see where if you understand the game, you know what's going on. You can see the dynamic between the two. That would be awesome to see. Uh, my question to you is, what? Just hypothetical. What would be worse, coming in like you're. You're in a you're in a rut, and they they send you in, you know, whatever top of the eighth or something, and you can't get the W, or you having the W, you coming in and then losing the game. What's worse?
2: Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say probably coming in and blowing a save. Okay, that's speaking from experience. It's not very fun. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Because okay. yeah. I, I mean, the there's pressure, obviously, in both scenarios. But when you have the W, all you got to do is keep it, and I say all oh, you have to do, like it's super easy. But you, you know what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. But when you're down, it's like okay, I, I got to be, you know, I got to be perfect here. We got to, you know, I will keep them say, off the board.
2: Going back to starting and closing, if. You have a bad start, you have to sit on it for a week. That can be tough, mm. mentally. Mm-hmm. If you have a blown save opportunity as a closer, you might be right back in it the next day. So right. that is definitely beneficial to Yeah,
1: I know you haven't started at Missouri State as a starting pitcher yet or anything like right. that, but I wonder, and like I said, we didn't do it. I don't know how. It, at the Cape Cod League, they don't pitch like a full game as a starting pitcher. They kind of rotate, yeah. like because they can only pitch so many innings per in the summer, mm-hmm. so you don't see this as much. But I wonder what it, what feeling would be worse between, like if you're a starting pitcher and you've rolled the whole game, but maybe you're at 120 pitches, so they have to pull you in the eighth or ninth inning. But you're winning, and then the closer comes in and loses the game, and you lose like this great game as a starting pitcher, and you don't get the win. I wonder if you ever get, like, obviously the closer will feel bad when they do that, but how mad that starting pitcher would be <laughs> that I just couldn't, you know, why why didn't the coach just let me go one more inning yeah. or finish the game? Or we would have won type of thing. Mm-hmm. Not that you're dogging your teammates, but it's like you're rolling, and then they just take the game out of your right. control. right So I, I thought about that when you asked that question. I thought your, I thought your second part of the question was going to be that one. Sure. Which the, yours was good too. I just was trying to think wow. outside the box. So Gee, thanks. Um, <clears throat> so so have you, you ever look. had that? Like in the Cape Cod League, like I said, you're pitching probably what five innings max. Yeah, it's
2: like eighty five pitches. So
1: yeah. you probably obviously have had that happen before or yeah. something. But um, have you ever have you ever seen a teammate get mad when like if you came in and blew a save? Could you tell that they were just like livid, or are they more so um, still supportive after?
0: It happens. Is it, it, it might just be like an unwritten rule. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So
2: I mean, they're usually pretty good. They'll, they'll pick you up. They, right. Yeah. Th- you, they know you're not trying to do that. <laughs> right. They know that you know, know, that you know
0: <laughs> what you did. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But inside, you know, as a starting pitcher, it's like if I can go eight and... Say I go eight in the third innings where the closer is coming and get two outs and they blow it and give up the only run of the game for us to lose 1-0 or something, mm-hmm. like... Mentally, that's going to suck. Yeah, it's like, I'll
2: also give you one. Uh you go eight, eight innings, like you said, and your hitter's put up zero. Yeah. yeah that that can be frustrating. And that's happened.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, just from watching, that's happened. And yeah. I'm not just going to say it just happens to him every time, but it's happened a lot to mm-hmm. these Missouri State pitchers. They've had great outings. And I'm like, man, they only gave up like four hits in a run through seven mm-hmm. innings, and they're down 1-0. Like yeah. the Cardinals, uh, what's Fla- Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals – he went seven and two-thirds the other day. Through seven and two-thirds, had given up zero hits. Perfect game. He gave up one hit the entire game. It was a solo home run to Ryan Zimmerman, and the Cardinals lost 1-0. Oh. Like, can you imagine pitching that well and getting the loss? Like, that's got to be just – In basketball or in football, you can kind of – you're in the whole time. You're in at the end. You can kind of take it into your own hands at the very end there. Whereas if you're a starting pitcher and you get pulled, there's nothing you can do. Right. You're not going to the plate to bat anymore. So you can't try to do something there to try to tie it up with a swing of the bat or something. Yeah, like Especially Connor, no offense. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I'm a pitcher. <laughs> and and I, I could never hit either. Yeah, Figure that one out quick. Um, or, you know, like in basketball or in football, he was a quarterback. So, you know, you could play awful the whole game or great the whole game, and none of that matters if it's close with, the last, with two minutes left. It's a new ball game. You got to kind of lock in. If so you, it's, if
0: you throw if you throw an interception, you're you're on the field and you know five minutes ready to you know pound it down their throat right. beca- and yeah. you know get that momentum back. Right. If you're if you're taken out or I mean if it's in the eighth or ninth inning, whatever, I mean that's a whole whole different story.
1: Right. So it's a fun it's a mental battle. Every sport has their own mental battle, but baseball is is more of a slow. You have to learn, figure out where to attack at certain points. Um, I'll, uh, I'll
2: kind of compare the mental side of ba- because I play basketball as well. Uh, where it, uh, What I take from what I learned in basketball to pitching, I swear I did this. Um, I wasn't one of those guys that was going to go get 30, 10, and 10 every night. <laughs> I, uh, I took it personally guarding people and I took that very personal. Like, you're not better than me, you're not gonna score. <laughs> and um, so when I when I go pitch, I tell myself, even though fifty percent of the time it's not true, this guy I'm better than this guy. Yeah. And um, Interesting. Yeah, that's that's fake it till you make it, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well and I mean, you you see like all these NBA players that are not the best or college players that are getting ready to get into the NBA and they say that I want to be the greatest and every analyst in the world can see that they're not going to be the greatest they're not going to be Michael Jordan LeBron James caliber but if they don't think that if they don't strive to be the greatest if they don't think in their mind that they can possibly be the greatest then they wouldn't have gotten to that point anyway right you can't just come in and be like all right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an average college baseball
1: player. Here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be okay. That's my goal. Is I'm not gonna be the greatest player for Missouri State, or I'm not gonna be the greatest NBA player. Can I just be middle of the road? Yeah. Maybe a Kyle <laughs>
0: Korver esque
1: Like, yeah, no one's goal growing up is to be. All right, I, w- I just want to be like middle of the pack player for Bolivar High School basketball team. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's goal, and I'm sure like even Connor, like he said, he knew he wasn't gonna come in and and try to go for thirty probably ever just because of the team he didn't play he skipped a year then came back and started his senior year, but it was his goal to be the best defender. Mm -hmm. So you can always find
0: something that you want to be the best at if you're a good competitor. And you know yourself. Like even though, you know, Connor wasn't going to go out and get thirty, he didn't think that he was gonna go out and get thirty. Right. He assessed himself he knew himself and was like, "Hey, how can I be the best for my team?" And that's that's another part. I mean, you saying that you're better than or thinking that you're better than every batter that walks up to the plate, that's helping your team because that's putting you in the mindset of making you the best that you can be. Right. To help that's, the team. So it's not selfish. It's just how you prepare. That's that's awesome. That's really
1: cool. And it's how how you have to attack yeah. certain, you know, if if you go in worried about a batter, I'm sure that the results probably aren't great. Right. If you're thinking the whole time, like, I don't know how I'm going to get this guy out. Like, I can't yeah. throw it. You know, then you're probably going to end up throwing it to the spot that you're telling yourself you can't throw it to over yeah. and over again. And the guy's going to, you know, smoke one out of the park. But um, I can't speak from experience on that. I But I can speak from like a basketball mental thing is where you do want to go in telling yourself, you know. Who's my matchup for this game okay i'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and win you know and we're gonna win the game whereas in baseball, I'm sure you probably you know what team you're gonna play and I'm sure you guys look over the lineup yeah, you have a scouting report for each batter, I'm yeah. sure and how you're gonna attack them and you just know okay, I'm just gonna win each each battle each batter is like a mini battle, I'm sure, and you're just gonna go win each one and if you lose one then you win the next one, then you're gonna be okay most of the time you know if if you there's two outs or you need to get three outs, obviously. So
0: maybe you have to do it three times <laughs> after you lose one. But um, you, you can never go in and just be perfect okay. in anything. Right. Right. So very cool. Okay, so I don't know much about the recruiting process. So this is a very prestigious tournament that you're in. Um, what does getting drafted look like from here on out? So are, do you have a goal? Like, are you just trying to play four years and then? see what happens? Or are you going to enter the draft? Are you Are going to see what happens, you know, this year? How does that work? Or what right.
2: You- For a uh, college baseball, you play three years and then you're draft eligible. And then if you don't get drafted uh, fourth year, then a senior sign. Um, so, being a draft eligible junior, I would like to go <laughs> this year. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: you're like, man, I can't believe I have to say this out yeah. loud because yeah, you should um, know this, but... Uh, okay. So yeah, the end of this year, you're, you're ready to go.
2: Right. And I mean, it's no particular team. It's sure. like I said, if it happens, it happens. And
1: mm-hmm. so is your goal, cause I have basketball clients that have like signed to play across season stuff like that, but their goal to do so is just, I just want to play a few more years and then I know I'm going to come back and do all this and that their goal is not to make it a career or a living. Is your goal to make baseball like, are you wanting to get drafted just to play, you know, some more years and enjoy baseball longer, or is it like, I want, you know, I want to make the majors and and make it like that's kind of like a all or nothing type thing, you right? Know?
2: Um, I definitely get that. Um, obviously, I would like to make the majors. Um, I've worked a lot of my life to put myself in this position and um, to be able to. Have the opportunity to at least try and go do it. Um, I would. I would really like that. Yeah.
1: And I don't know. Like we, neither one of us know much about how the inside recruit uh, draft process works and this and that. But I, I, you know, I did have a guy who lived in me, JD, that got drafted yeah. um, out of high school, and um, I know that the process is vigorous and. I I know that if you don't really make it to the majors financially, there's not a, a ton there, it's right? A grind. Like, yeah. So, it's... Um, is it kind of in, in in basketball? There's no, I mean, there, there's the G League, which is kind of like the farmer league. But unless you make the NBA, like financially, you're not going to get much. it. Right, you're just playing the play because the... you want to. Is that how it is in baseball? Like, if you don't make the majors financially, is it kind of like that's exactly a drag thing in baseball? Okay.
2: Uh-huh. Minor league baseball players are very underpaid. I know.
1: I I tried to look some of it up a while back when I knew that you know this was a realistic thing for you, and I saw like they get paid like only six months out of the year, and most of them make like twenty grand or something. Which I'm not dogging any, any. I'm not saying that's not a living that you can live off of. I'm just saying when you think of a player who gets drafted, you're thinking everyone's mind instantly goes to them. These major. Mike Trout, Bryce Harper yeah, contracts yes. that just happened because that's what we see. But we don't see is guys like uh, what's Luke Voigt for who played for the Cardinals, and the Yankees that grinded through the
2: Missouri State alum. Yeah, from Missouri State, yeah. they
1: grinded through. He played in the minors for a while, yeah, right? He was
2: with Springfield for a long time. And
1: probably compared to what he's making now, it probably doesn't you know ramen noodles and yeah. didn't have much. Where I know that the process is like. If you if your goal is to like be a millionaire off of baseball, the only way you're doing that is to make the majors. Am I right on that? Okay, which it's and in baseball, I will say it's you know you got what you got like the low A and high A or something, yeah, and then you you have double A, triple A, all these different like uh, rookie leagues that you try to get through and all this. So it's not easy, (laughs) like if you get drafted you're not guaranteed to make it there that's why it's interesting to me to see how players go about getting drafted is it like
2: the, okay i'm
1: getting drafted to get there or am i just getting drafted to give myself the opportunity or what you know how how it kind of plays out
2: the thing i'll say about that is you said there's a lot of steps which in my mind that's another goal like that's something i get to work for right um like okay i made it out of low season a that i'm in high season a and then it's just a, a continuous chain until um, you make it. And that gives me something to work for.
1: So most players, like say you get drafted, I have no clue what, you know, We where any of this, like where you might get drafted, if you get drafted any of that. But Let's say you get drafted like middle of the second round or early in the third round your starting point would it most likely still be that rookie developmental league is right. that where you, is yeah. that where everyone that gets drafted goes or is that like just where most people go if you're not no, like I, a top three pick yeah
2: it's um, that's pretty much where everybody goes okay
1: yeah. and then depending on how you do there they can you'll jump certain leagues exactly. into the next one yeah. or you'll just go step by step all the way up exactly so if you get drafted and let's say you start in the rookie league, what would be a reasonable goal? Like I want to make it to the majors by the time I'm X years old. What's like, I'm not saying what yours is, but what would be like an average for a baseball player to like, Um, if they make it to the majors by the time they're 23, obviously that's like incredible. Yeah. yeah. But if you're, you know, 27, is that more of a, I was
2: good. I mean, you have guys that stay down there and just grind and double A and triple A because once you hit double A, you, that's a big accomplishment, um, but you have guys that are down there and grind for until they're 26, 27, 28, like you said, and that's... And
1: probably never make it. Exactly.
2: Um, that's kind of where you would like to start seeing yourself take jumps right? the 40-man.
1: So, for our listeners that aren't mo- I mean, college athletes or, or athletes that are projected to get drafted or anything like that, if the baseball thing didn't work out. What is your fallback? Like we were talking about your degree earlier is sports management. So I know that you looked at doing some like ticket stuff with the Springfield Cardinals right. and, and all that kind of stuff. So like I guess where I'm going with this for listeners is these guys are still they're not just saying if I don't make the majors then I, I'm not gonna do anything. They're yeah. planning for what their fallback would be while they're pushing to this goal. They're still getting their degree or You know, if you get drafted, obviously you're leaving early, but you're still taking these classes and gearing up for okay, if baseball doesn't work out, type of situation. They're not just saying, okay, if I don't make it, then I'm just, I'm not gonna have a job, right? So, are you? Do you find yourself still gearing up for just in case type of scenarios, or is it more like you're right now your tunnel vision for the I want to get, (laughs) yeah.
2: No, I, I definitely am preparing for backup scenarios because I don't want to have a job one day with. A team and then next day, hey, sorry. And then I'm just thrown out. Right. right. So, so you yeah, have you your you have
1: experience with classes right. and and you you I know like you personally. I can talk about you personally, but I'm just trying <laughs> to talk in general yeah. for the listeners. Like these guys don't just say, you know, if I don't make it, I don't make it, I'm done. No, yeah. they okay, if I don't make it, I gave it a run. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my degree or I'm gonna use You're what right I know with my smarts to, to make money now. Whereas I'm not saying you're not going to make it. I think that, you know, just from experience and watching, I, I know what you're doing right now is yeah, incredible. So, um, but I was just trying to speak in terms of the average athlete for the listeners, what their kind of mindset is when attacking the draft process.
0: So if I heard correctly, obviously your goal is to make it, you know, grind throughout and eventually make it, you know, to the big league. But if not, are you wanting to stay in the baseball arena? Would you like to maybe be a coach you know for you know, I, I guess like a high school or you know, a college or an AAU or like a national team, something like that? Right. Or are you getting your degree and you're like, okay, I'm out, I'm not playing. It didn't work out for me. So I'm gonna go, do something for some reason. The only thing that came to my mind was sell cars, but I know that you'll probably do something besides <laughs> we'll that. Talk
1: about, we talked about kind of the insurance before here. Sure. Yeah. So
0: talk, talk about that. Like what, what would you do?
2: Um, I definitely have conflicted feelings about that. I, I've been a part of the game and I've, I'm in love with it and I, I don't know. And so I cross that bridge how I would feel after I'm done after baseball. Um, Part of me still would like to be a part of it, whether it be a pitching coach or a, a, an assistant somewhere. But another part of me wants, like, wants to start a life outside of baseball because mm-hmm. um, it has been my life for twenty something years. Well, twenty. <laughs> <laughs> twenty years now. Uh,
1: he's twenty years <laughs> old. Yeah, that's what he's insinuating <laughs> like that. In the womb.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah. So you just don't know. You don't know right now. It's I, hard. To, really it's hard don't. to say. And I have yeah. thought
2: about that. I really sure. have. Um,
0: that's a. That was like a. That was like yeah. a
1: question. That I want to know the answer <laughs> that's, to because that's, I was being family, I'm like I'm interested in I mean, seeing. That, you know, that like, got
0: pretty deep. Uh, but I mean, it's it's factual. Like you don't even want to think about that because you're following your dream right, right. now. I mean, right. You're just that's Getting exactly better. Right. You're grinding. Yeah. I mean, there is no other option. Even though there are other options, you're yeah. not. Birthing the ships, and if you don't make it, you're you're on the streets. Like you are preparing, exactly. but in your mind, I mean, it's all or nothing to get to the league, and and that's
1: awesome. And, and one of the things I talk with Mike because I've had this discussion with some of my clients. You know, like like the one I just mentioned. I'm not mentioning names, but is playing across seas. She, you know, she knows that I'm probably not going to make this my career living. I just want to play some more. So this is the opportunity. Um, I always I, I really do I encourage kind of the the training path that because I love basketball and and basketball had been kind of my life the way baseball was for you all the way through my freshman year of college and when I decided to stop I knew I probably didn't want to be a coach um, because I had different goals with what I wanted to do in life um, so training kind of kept me involved at the same time while doing other things. You know, I work in an insurance company now and, and I want to continue working here and kind of make this my living, but I always want to do Maybe Elite with what I'm doing now. So I've always kind of encouraged that to players that ask me, you know, how did you handle just cutting out basketball out of your life? And I always tell them, I really didn't. I go and do this other stuff, but I train at the same time. You know, you there's there's pitching coaches that aren't a part of a program, right? Yeah. but they... You know they'll give lessons, or, or when you're a, when you're a player that got drafted and you're held in the high esteem and you're in prestigious esteem, you can bring top notch players in and maybe you don't even charge. You just are working with these guys because you're a pitching guru that knows this stuff, and it's not always about the money. We've talked about that before. In my basketball thing, I don't do it for the money. There's not a ton in it with what I'm doing right now at the level I'm at. So, um, it keeps you involved for the love of the sport more so than. Financially, while you can be doing other things to get that financial, um, I don't know, like succession that you want, I guess, and and uh, live the life that you want to live while enjoying the sport that you still love. So, uh, whenever you were asking about that, I thought about that because you have been asked to give, you know, help kids in the area and right. stuff like yeah. that because they know who you are, and I was like, you know, we've discussed doing some things if down the road, you know, something yeah. didn't work out, also, and. Um, so I thought about that. that that's, that's always a fun way to to feel like you're staying involved and in improving the game that you've loved for years by making players better while seeing how you can attack other parts of life. Because that's a challenge too, right? Like, if you just do the same thing for your entire life, sometimes that gets boring and you're like, I want to see if I'm, if I'm good at anything else, if I can go and attack this or that. And that's where I'm at right now, but I knew I wasn't going to get drafted to play basketball. Mm. So... I can see see a tunnel vision as a baseball player. You want to make it your goal. Like right now, you have one goal in mind, one thing in sight, and that's to get drafted, right? That's probably your initial thing, and then you'll go from there. Whereas I knew that wasn't going to happen, so my goal was, okay, I'm going to try to stay involved with basketball and do something else and see if I can win at it. And I think that's kind of how... You're kind of the same path I was with Division 6 bound, right? You wanted to stay involved in basketball. But we knew we weren't getting drafted. We weren't going to get paid to play the sport that we love the way that you have the opportunity to. Um, So we had to find different ways to stay involved. But you can't just... I mean, you can't do something for free your
0: entire life, you know, realistically. So
1: that's kind of popped into my head whenever you asked him that question.
0: So did you have anything to add to that, first of all? He he hit it on the head. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So just... Uh, just looking here, I wanted to bring up some of Connor's accolades uh, from the MSU website. We have a conference pitcher of the week, his freshman, sophomore. Where are you at? Freshman year, sophomore, 18. What would that be? Sophomore year. Sophomore. Yeah. And then we got first team all-conference, NBC, NBC championship all-tournament team, the NCBWA freshman All-America. Uh, collegiate baseball freshman All America, and then 2019, that was 2019, and then preseason, pre-season All NBC. So that's just a couple, a few uh, accolades that he has already collected. And you're listed as a preseason All American going into this year, aren't you, too? Uh, I was last year. Okay, so going into last year, you right. were okay. okay. Okay, yeah. So I think that those might have been freshmen. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it was showing the year right at the end, so we were right. kind of reading it wrong. Yep.
1: But mm-hmm. So we're probably a year That's ahead cool. of everything on there. Yeah. But as a player, All-American is probably like the biggest award you can get in college, right? Isn't that?
2: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I mean, sure. You, yeah. You don't like... Well, you don't
1: know, look you into, into, into the awards. To... But yeah. I'm saying if you're like putting in order the best awards, I mean, All-American is the one, right? Like if you're... You want to be named an All-American. Like in, in high school, it's All-State. Yeah. In college, it's All-American. So um, what, you've won two All-American awards so far? Freshman All American and then preseason All American going in this year, so Man. or going into last year.
0: Yeah. So he's just as we were talking about those. Connor just literally, you could see him just shrug off the compliments. Like he's just staying <laughs> straight up humble right now. Like he's like, oh yeah, I guess those, that's why we got those we gotta don't gotta really do matter. Oh it. yeah, we gotta <laughs> build him up. And I don't know, does the name Doctor Ben Goss? Does that? Yes. Some, is he yes. the uh, announcer yeah. for you guys? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, he has a company called Long Ball City, and it's like a t-shirt, like an apparel company that he okay. um, bases his designs off of like historic events or like stadiums and stuff for, for baseball. Um, and he based it off of Long Ball City, which I think is a term that he started saying yeah. uh, for a home run. And so I actually got the opportunity to talk to him quite a bit, and he he knew you pretty well, or knew of you pretty yeah. well, and said that you guys have a bright future, so... Um, he's obviously very knowledgeable with you guys and the people that are coming in and people that are staying on. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I think you guys uh, are set up really well. And like we talked about, Connor's um, in the thick of it for the for the Cape Cod tournament. So wish you the best of luck there. Appreciate it. Um, we're going to switch gears now. Um, I don't know why I didn't do this at the beginning, because I always ask our guests um, what um, their level of, I don't know, interest or knowledge is in the game of basketball um, and I didn't so Connor do you watch the NBA do you keep up with basketball call it you know NCAA whatever the WNBA anything
2: um I I follow the playoffs and both NBA and then March Madness mm-hmm. um, that's really I think it's a lot of fun to watch when it's playoff basketball mm-hmm. but that's really the only time I'll sit down and Watch a whole game. Is that
0: uh, really like time based? Like you're just not trying to sit down and watch games? Yeah, like you're not exactly. that invested. Yeah. Do you have a team?
2: <laughs> not really. Or a
0: player? I, do you follow a player?
2: I like LeBron. Okay. And good, yeah. Wow, runs <laughs> in the family, I guess. Fans here. <laughs> yeah. I didn't just say that because he's across the table. <laughs> I, I think he's a good guy. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Uh, and obviously a great basketball player. Mm. But yeah, if I had a, if I had a. Player would be LeBron.
1: Mm. So, is your team whichever <coughs> team you take to win the March Madness tournament? Is that kind of <laughs> like exactly? And <laughs> I'm
2: like oh for nine on picking. We do a big family one yeah. every year, <laughs> oh, nice.
1: like a massive one. So, um, for as for most people, if you have a team, you're picking them to win it, regardless if they have a chance or not. And if you don't, whoever you pick is now your team. So, yeah. um, I figured that's kind of how it was there.
0: We uh, a friend group of mine likes to play like intense board games and so we all got together and only a few of us are into March Madness and basketball in general really because the wives were in on it Uh, and we were like okay winner gets to choose a game and the rest of the losers will pay for it my wife was in it Um, and she wasn't going to do it because she thought it was kind of dumb to waste her time because she knows nothing about it and I said trust me It's luck anyway. (laughs) Everybody who knows everything always gets wrong uh, or always gets a lot wrong. So don't worry about it. So she filled one out on the NCAA app in maybe three minutes. And I said, you know what? We'll make a side bet too. And before it started, she was like, okay. I I said that I got to buy something. I can't remember what my reward was, but she said if she won – she could get uh, a pedicure at this whatever place in Springfield. And I had to get one, too. And she won the whole thing.
1: <laughs>
0: so I now have to go get a pedicure. I still haven't done it. Obviously, that was back in March because I am scared to die.
1: I mean, I'll say it. Dude, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We were, oh, we were gonna, each other? Dude, they're awesome. Yeah. No
0: way. <laughs> yeah. And guys, that'll do it for this week in the episode.
1: Hey, can you agree?
0: Like yes. we well, that was
1: hilarious you brought that up. We were
2: eyeballing each other <laughs> across the
1: table. What is going on? I was like, I'll say it. I've got I've gotten one before with my girlfriend, and dude, it was it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it felt incredible. Yeah. It's... So, hey, you laugh now. Oh Take, enjoy it. Take out the mental. Oh, yeah, take out the <laughs> mental side. And when you come back, if you can honestly tell me you didn't like it, I would oh. be blown away.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Why did you guys get pedicures? I want my girlfriend. Um, just because? You're just like, I'll try it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wanted to. Really? Dude. It's a foot massage. No, Plus, it's
0: not. They're like polishing your nails. Yeah,
1: but it's also like you you soak it in the tub with hot water, and then they you rub it and
0: fish like uh, eating the scum off of your feet. Well, like I didn't do pad. that. They, yeah, scrub on your feet on That's your feet nice. to get That's like nice. the calluses no. off, That's man. Nice. <laughs> man, we should have started with the pedicure, for bro. Connor.
1: After my pedicure, I didn't want to wear socks and only sandals for like a week. I was so proud. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, That's hey, in right. all honesty, That's like not right. she she wanted to get one, and I had a buddy who told me he plays college basketball for Drew University. He told me he had gotten one and loved it. And I was like, alright, I gotta try it. Went and tried it. And let's just say I believe that you just you got like the the best punishment you could ever get oh, for gosh. your wife Juanina. Not like ever, obviously, but like I like him. As far as punishments go, it's how many have you gotten?
0: One. Yeah, same. Okay. Why did you get yours, Connor?
2: Because of that guy.
0: (laughs) He was no way. He's doing the same thing.
2: He's doing the same thing he did to me that he's doing to you. But was
1: I lying? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's what I'm
2: saying, dude. I'm glad I did it. Are you kidding? It's hard. Me. Like obviously, you're not getting your nails painted. Right. Yeah, right, you're
1: not doing so any of that.
0: And I will never do yeah, that. Okay, you have to worry sure, about that. Yeah, I, they, it's different. These people yeah. couldn't see your face when you were talking about it. I <laughs> but uh, definitely see painted nails. Yeah, there. not doing that. But dude, like if it if it weren't like
1: mentally hard to get myself to go, if like, it was like a norm like around here to do that, dude, I'd be, I'd get them all the time.
0: Like every time I go in there, like to either drop her off or. Stay in there while she's doing it, or get her gift card, whatever. There is fifty women in there, twenty of them working, or thirty of them working, twenty others getting something done. And then there's this six seven dude who weighs about two thirty with the, <laughs> with the beard coming in with hey, this size fourteen feet. That <laughs> is masculinity, man. Oh, that's owning,
1: that, bro. I got I got like fifteen clients that are dudes that get pedicures once a week like seriously it's like a it's like what kind of clients dude what it's like a, seriously isn't it like a common thing for yeah. like college like it's wow you know i'm t- like i had one guy who got one in springfield all the time it left like went to a different state to play college basketball and it was like one of the things he told me is like i gotta find a good person <laughs> to, to get like it's gonna give me pedicures like that's one of the things he told me. That was this is before I'd ever gotten one, so I was the same oh. way. I was like, "What are you talking about, dude? Like you weirdo?" And then I got one, and then now <laughs> oh I can't. Wow. I can't dog them. Like I would look for one too.
0: Well, when did you get one? It was probably two years ago. And it was so good, you haven't got one since.
1: Like I said, it's hard to get yourself just to go. Right. And I don't want to be the guy that's like, "Hey." Kaylee, you want to get a pedicure? Like, like, I want her to ask me, you know? Like,
0: sure, hey. Sure, I'll go. Yeah, this. that's what I was to be. Is like, yeah. if you're making me. Okay. Like,
1: you're in a great situation. You have to go do it. Yeah,
0: wow. Uh, yeah, couldn't think of a
1: better one. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling okay. you. Okay,
0: all right. I cannot believe that this is how this conversation is. This did take a
2: 180.
0: Wow. You were expecting us to make fun of you, weren't you? Yeah, I was getting ready to be. I thought you guys were going to
1: be like, oh, dude, that sucks. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> we we literally locked eyes. <laughs> But the us were like inching toward the mic, and I was like, I'll say it. Dude, they're like, no. They always wanted
0: to be the one to say they were awesome. Would but... you have said anything, Carter If you didn't say anything, would you have? No. Oh! I would have
2: put it under the rug. <laughs> well,
0: in that case, I'm glad you said something. Yeah. Guys. That is fantastic. Well, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't timing. I don't know how long we've been doing this, but it's been a while. I think so, so too. I, I don't. We always end with a shout-out. Shout out, you got one?
1: Yeah, um, my lifelong friend, uh, John Michael Cates, I kind of mentioned it, but and you mentioned Edgar's last time, but I mentioned mm-hmm. his last time. But he gets married on Thursday, so for you listening, that will be tomorrow. Um, if you listen on release day on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, so Connor and I are both in the wedding, we got the bachelor party tomorrow night, nice. uh, which is Wednesday night. I know it's hard to say tomorrow and all that with mm-hmm. us pre recording some night. Yeah. Um, so shout out to him. He, he listens. He's a He I mean, He's listened to every single one. He's a yeah, lifer yeah. with our podcast, even though we won't even go in for a couple months. Um, hey,
0: this is 17.
1: Yeah. And we go this once a week. So it's been a while. Know, yeah. Yeah. God, but yeah, that's my shout out. I'll let you two kind of, if you don't have one, make up I one.
0: I don't really have one. So I'm going to give a shout out to Connor Seckler for being on today uh we appreciate you uh obviously you got a lot of good things going on so best of luck on that and the season coming up um do you have a shout out anybody back at home listening or Um, some teammate
2: (laughs) first i want to just say thanks for having me on i i listen to everyone too and i love it and uh it's a good list and I really you said, encourage Aw. you.
1: <laughs> hey, I know we're talking about pedicures, but we don't got to turn it into... <laughs> I mean, we don't
0: have any buttons that say ah so I thought I'd at least try. But go ahead.
2: Thank uh, you. Yeah, just, just thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't really have a shout-out. I'll shout-out JM, too, just because... Can't wait to see
1: the dude. I haven't seen him in a long time. Nice.
0: Yeah. And that's the real reason that he's in town. He didn't fly in for the podcast. <laughs> so
1: yeah, he's in the wedding. So both of us are. So he flew in to be in the
0: wedding with all three of us grew up together. Yeah, nice. Um nice. so Well, congrats to him. Have fun and be safe at the party. And with that being said, Bryce and I, probably not Connor, sadly. We'll see you next week on another episode of Cut the Neck. See you guys.